Hey everyone, welcome to Music on Repeat, a podcast where I ask people to bring two songs from two different periods of their lives to talk about how they affected them and the way they listen to music. We are on episode three and I am here with my very good friend Sancha. Sancha, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Susie. How are you today? Uh, very well. Yeah, it's a lovely day in Barcelona. Yes, we are here on my balcony once again. It's still too hot to record. I'm a little bit worried this balcony is going to collapse, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, and I, I can assure you we've had two previous guests, both of which probably weigh a bit more than you. So I think we're fine. <laughs> Should we name names? <laughs> we won't name names. But, um, um, but that only means that they've kind of added to the... Uh, the damage of the balcony and maybe I'm the tipping point. Um, let's, well... This show isn't about balconies. I think that's, what, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the conclusion. Here. I think that's the conclusion. Okay. I think we should move on from the balconies. Makes sense. Uh, so, Sancha, we've been friends now for two years, three years? Uh, I think it's three years, actually. So, yeah. how, do we, how do we know each other and um, why did you decide to come on the show today? So, we know each other from... Uh, we work together at a... At a software type company. <laughs> <laughs> software type. Uh, so we won't name names, I guess. Um, yeah, we worked together. Uh, we worked together for about a year and then we just remained amazing friends. Amazing friends. Yeah, we so just... We blossomed. I think we actually... Part of our friendship formed over music. Correct me if uh, I'm wrong. I, I, can, I wouldn't dare correct you. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. So I'm right, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so should we just get started right away uh, with your first song and then we can discuss a little bit about it? Sounds, sounds great. Okay, uh, so here is Sanja's first choice. Okay, there was a little snippet of Sanchez's first song. So why don't you tell us what that was? So that was The Kinks. Uh, they're a British band, or they were a British band. Uh, and the song was Waterloo Sunset. Okay, and now the burning question. Why did you pick that song? That is a great, a great burning question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I picked that song because it was actually one of the first uh, songs that I played on vinyl. So I was in the attic of um, my mum's, well, where, the house where I grew up. Which we, is where? So this was in a place called Bista, which is in Oxfordshire, okay. uh, a town near Oxford. In case you guys haven't discerned that from Sanchez's super posh accent. Yeah, this, this isn't fake people. <laughs> this, is, this is the real deal. Uh, this isn't the queen talking. <laughs> uh, in, case, in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah, so I was, in, I was in our attic and this attic was probably twice the size of the usable space of the actual house there was this amazing place where it was just full of um boxes and like magical things from the past magical Basic things basically from the past. my mom was a bit of a hoarder and we just had loads of crap in the in the attic <laughs> but as a kid i loved it because this place was you know I, I spent hours in the attic just looking through all of the stuff from from my mom's uh past and you know from you know when i was younger and when uh before from before i was born and I, rem I remember finding this uh, old vinyl player 
and it was one of these old it wasn't a gramophone so it wasn't quite as old as that but it was one of those vinyl players and a gramophone that's that's really old isn't it yeah but it wasn't quite as old as that right it was, okay. um, it was kind of like a, a i mean i would i would hope it wasn't that old because that would make you really hipster? old <laughs> or a hipster yeah yeah which was is like you, you kind of so are you kind of are let's let's I've be heard honest that, but i'm not i'm not i'm not convinced by it but that's what every hipster says right so that automatically makes me so, a hipster okay by denying so, that i'm a hipster. yeah <laughs> so um, you're officially a hipster i think for the record uh, yeah, okay yeah okay so yeah so uh i found this vinyl player that was my mum's from when she was a kid it's one of those vinyl players where you could stack the records and then um you could play so you stack the records and then you can kind of play one after another. Oh, really? So it was kind okay. of like a jukebox, but not. It was like a kind of home jukebox. Oh, wow. And it was pretty cool. And then with that, I found a box of records. And one of those records was The Kinks. And this song, I just remember listening to it over and over again on, on loop. Uh, so it was probably like my first experience of kind of playing music for myself. And being a little bit obsessed with, with music, I guess. Yeah. Or I mean, being obsessed with that song. Well, that, it started with that song, but it, that really made me realize that, uh, you know, music was, was a big part of uh, my life because I could just sit there for hours listening to it. And you don't do that unless you're, you're interested in something. Yeah. Right? And so your, your mom obviously had this huge record collection. Well, it, it was a box. <laughs> had this, well, she Let, had... Let's not go over Okay, board. a box in the attic yep. full of records. But was music part of your childhood growing up? Was there always music happening? And So to be completely honest, uh, it wasn't actually. My my family isn't a very musical family and we, we never really had music on in the background when eating dinner or whatever. Uh, we just weren't a musical family. Um, that said, um, so my mum's boyfriend at the time... Uh, was very musical so you know we always had okay. musical instruments in the house kind of a bit later on in life uh, but actually music um, not my whole family aren't all that no. into it like so it's, it's quite something that me. you discovered on your by yourself yeah. on your own I would say so okay okay that's very interesting because most people grow up with uh, grow up with music in the household that's how mm. that's kind of the first exposure they have and that's what makes them interested um, but the kinks so the kinks then that's obviously from from the 60s before yep. your time um but do you find yourself liking that kind of old reminiscent kind of music yeah i think i um it's kind of like a undeserved nostalgia right so it's a nostalgia for a time where where i didn't live and um i do quite enjoy that so you know i like the beatles i like the kinks i like uh bob dylan um billy joel you know all of these people um i think um it does give me that sense of nostalgia, but um, for a time that I wasn't actually alive. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Susie's looking uh, very confused. Right <laughs> no, you've told me this before. You've told me this before. Uh, which reminds me of another thing you told me before, and I wonder if this is related. Uh, okay. There's a, a little thing called the uh, silent disco. Um, and I do remember uh, yeah. you once claiming that you were the inventor of the silent... Was it the silent disco? I, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, you did claim that you were the inventor of the silent disco. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if this this experience in the attic with the records was that during that time when you, quote-unquote, invented silent disco, which we obviously dispelled that you invented it um, well, I, back I, when we worked together. I don't think it's true that you dispelled it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not in Wikipedia, so it's... Yeah, I did you. try and add that, add my name to the <laughs> entry, but it, it didn't pass editing. <laughs> uh, so the silent disco thing actually came a little bit later, um, and that is an absolute true story. I, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, I don't know where, the original designs 
exist for that you know created by uh i think 11 year old me um and you can just ask my uncle like he, he, <laughs> well, yeah. he always we'll says to me i read that. in the guardian today that uh you know um glastonbury was talking about a silent disco and he, you know he always cites me as the uh creator and i actually your uncle it, cites you as the creator yeah, and i actually called it a uh, silent disco i swear down sister <laughs> but is there any chance that you saw it in passing at one point somewhere? no because the silent disco as a concept was created in the I don't 70s know. no yes no, no. sancha if, if you look it up on wikipedia it says that it was created before you were born so this is bullshit I mean, we can... I'm leaving. <laughs> I will add a link to my blog <laughs> pointing to the invention of the silent disco. If you guys believe Sancha, please please write his name in the Wikipedia <laughs> entry as the inventor. All I can say is Wikipedia didn't exist back then. All right. Okay. Let's, let's, let's uh, diverge <laughs> from, this, from this topic. I, I feel like we could probably talk about this for ages. I, I think we could. And I uh, think we should. And I, I think we won't. Um, okay. So, so you're from Oxfordshire, but I do know, so obviously the Kinks is a British band and I do know mm-hmm. that you spent a lot of time in Manchester. Yes. How did that affect, and Manchester's quite a big city for music. So how did, how did living in Manchester affect your musical tastes? That's a good question. I mean, they have quite a large live music scene there, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, obviously the time I was, so I was living in Manchester, I think, um, 12 10 to 12 years ago something like that i was there for a few years so obviously i was there at a time when the scene wasn't being created so it's not like i was there at a time when you know this brit pop it wasn't the heyday it wasn't the heyday exactly but you know manchester you know gave birth to to uh punk uh you know it gave it a popular platform back in the day when you know when punk wasn't savory it wasn't allowed to be on television essentially and uh, I think it was um, Tony Wilson. He owned a uh, club and he had a TV uh, channel. And he's, he was like the first person to, to give Pump a, uh, a stage, essentially, on, on TV. And it was quite um, controversial at the time. Anyway, so I wasn't there in the heyday, but, you know, Manchester always has this kind of thread of music running through it. Um, there's live venues everywhere. I mean, you'll know, living in Barcelona, you just don't have that same feeling. Yeah. It's, it's not a great city for live music. You get some of the big bands coming through to the big, to the big venues, um, but, but it's not like you can just walk down the street and go to a bar and see some cool live music. Whereas in Manchester, live music is everywhere. So I think it, it was great for that. You know, It was great just to be immersed in music. And it gave you maybe a bit of a... Is that when you started? Because I know you play guitar and piano. Uh, yes. So is that where you started playing? Or was this, was this back in... No, actually, guitar I kind of started back in college, um, and piano came a little bit later. I just kind of started um, playing around and turning guitar chords into piano chords and just kind of like kind of translated that into a different instrument. Um, so, no, I didn't really start in Manchester. Um, but I guess you could... So I live with, you know, a couple of my best friends there, and uh, one of them, he's, he's an amazing guitar player, and uh, so we spent a lot of time just kind of tinkering around on the old guitars, and uh, so I guess that did kind of pushed me a little bit yeah with but that. you were never part of a band or anything no. like that. i've always only ever really just played for my own uh, enjoyment probably okay. because i'm not very good and i don't want anyone else to hear that i will i will admit i have heard you tickle the ivory a few times strum for strum a few notes sure we actually we wrote a song we together. wrote a, a pop uh, a pop song a pop yeah. hit yeah. uh if you went if to you number remember, one <laughs> in went to number one in our books 
Yeah. Uh, the song was called Steve. Yes. It was a lovely, a lovely little track. Yep. Um, I hope no one ever hears it. Uh, yeah, I don't think they should hear it. I, I don't think they should hear it. I think yep. it's for our ears only. Anyway, that was fun. But have you ever thought about uh, pursuing anything in that direction? Uh, no. I mean, I'm not good enough. That's that's the first uh, reason. And secondly, um, it's it's it sounds cheesy, but it's a form of meditation for me. You know, so like. If I sit at home and I play guitar, I play piano, and I'm just by myself, then it's a way just to switch off. I don't think about anything when I'm doing that, and that's kind of how I want to keep it. I don't want to turn it into a chore where there's expectations for me to be really good. I'd rather just allow and myself to be crap yourself. and do it for myself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I might I might actually ask you to uh, do a little something for me for my podcast. A little jingle. A little jingle. Yeah, not uh, not right now, but. Uh, well, I don't have my uh, tools. <laughs> But that would be great, Sancha. Sure. And I could credit you in every episode. That would be amazing. That would be. That would be the start. It could my, be the start of something. My name is that my name everywhere in lights. I mean, I think you're you're headed towards that direction with all your marketing mumbo jumbo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sancha's a marketer, by the way. If you can't tell, he's marketing himself really well. Um, okay, so should we should we slowly move on to the next song and see what? How slowly? Um. How about now? Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not that slow. All right. Let's see. Here is option number two. Blood boils through your veins and then Flows gently like the Nile But I will come home again Tonight Okay, and what was that song, Sancha? So that was, uh, the band is called The Wilderness of Manitoba um, so Shout out to Canada Shout out to Canada, exactly uh, And the song is called Orono Park. I'm probably bastardizing the uh, pronunciation. I mean, of that. I think I would have said it the same way, so you're okay. So, uh, something like that. I I will say first of all, s- before we go on, that Sancha was singing along very silently during this song and the previous song. He loves to do that. I, I uh, love to do that. <laughs> you love to sing along. <laughs> we were in the car the other day. You were belting every single song. I love but to sing. I I love I love when you sing. I think it's thank you, Susan. The most hilarious thing. <laughs> Hilarious is is not what I'm going for. I think that's what you're going for. I mean, yeah, you maybe. do a maybe really good job thing. at bringing the uh, the laughs, the hilariousness to singing. <laughs> you bring yeah. you bring so much comedy to singing. Yeah, I, I really uh, I really enjoy when you. <laughs> Amy Winehouse had you know white soul music, and maybe Sancha has uh, hilarious singing. <laughs> maybe, maybe 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 that's my USP. I, I do also want to say to your listeners uh, that song takes a long time to kick in, but it's actually something I like about it. So I'm a big fan of uh, kind of epic songs. So I've got a bit of movie editing uh, experience from from when I studied and things like that. So I always kind of think of songs in terms of how they would look over you know a moving image over over a movie. I was literally thinking while I was listening to this song that this sounds like something that would be in a Wes Anderson film. Exactly, exactly. So you know it kind of brings images into your into your mind and that kind of epic nature of it um, is what I really enjoy. Having to wait for that kind of crescendo is uh, is is what I like about it. Yeah, I I'm actually the same way when it comes to these kind of instrumental tracks especially. Mm. 
um, I always visualize an image when I'm listening to music like this because it it's almost like without, especially without lyrics, the music tells a story within yeah. itself and you picture the story in your head. Completely. So, um, so tell us more about this song and where, I mean, this is a Canadian band. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't tell you that much about the, the band. I mean, I like uh, quite a few of their songs um, and they're all kind of epic in, in nature. But this kind of reminds me of when I first came to Barcelona. So, you know, you asked me for a modern track. This isn't actually that modern because I think it's about seven years old. Um, and I've been in Barcelona for nine years now. And it really kind of reminds me of my early years in Barcelona and kind of traveling back and forth to the UK. I can just picture you on the bus looking out the window, listening to this song well, that's as, exactly you, as you ride into the city. That's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, that's exactly what happened. You know, I'd have this in my ears. Um, just kind of, I remember just walking around Barcelona. Or in fact, um, you know, for anyone who lives here, you'll know about the Beesing system. So basically public bikes that anybody can rent. Uh, and I used to ride around listening to this song and other songs. And, you know, that's, like the that's sun. That's illegal, Sancha, riding your bike with headphones. Yes, please don't do anything illegal, kids. Uh, don't try this at home. Uh, yeah, I was smoking a joint. <laughs> uh, naked, backwards. Um, Texting. Riding with an <laughs> elephant on the back of the bike. So, you know, everything illegal. Um, no, no, I just remember riding around the city and, you know, it's kind of romanticizing it a lot. But, you know, as you ride through the streets and the sun kind of keeps... Uh, ducking out as it goes behind the buildings and it comes back in and just you know those early days in Barcelona I was still very much appreciating this place because I come from a place where the weather is crap um, and you know you don't have this kind of uh, Mediterranean feel and this song really kind of brought that out of the place and now you hate it now I absolutely hate it <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no but that's um, that's very romantic view of that song yeah it's very cheesy yeah very cheesy but yeah. We love cheesy here. Um, so I think out of so this is more folks, I, folksy, I guess you would say. Yeah, I would say it's uh, on the folk side. Yeah, so I think out of all my guests so far, we probably have the most similar taste in music. I mean, I had Jimmy on with rap, and I had James on with yeah. But you like a bit of rap? Uh, a bit, yeah, but not the you hardcore. You like to think you're a bit gangster. Uh, well, you know, I am from <laughs> just across the border of Detroit, so sure. it gives me a little bit of street cred. But. You know, Detroit is also famous for Motown, so... Yeah, but that's before my time. You know, now it's famous for Eminem and all those other rappers. Um, but, yeah, and then the week before that was James with Punk and Psychedelic, which I'm kind of into some psychedelic, and Punk not as much. But with you, I think we, we probably have... I mean, that's how we bonded, as we said before, the most similar taste in music. Yep. So you like... Um, is this the kind of music you would go to now and in general or on a daily basis what would you what would you be listening to yeah i mean i'm quite a folky person i guess my if you listen to my playlist so it's quite funny because i have this kind of epic playlist that i've created since i first started with uh, spotify and so it's got a, a load of songs on it and you can kind of get a sense of my history of music your evolution yeah so if i go back to the beginning now there's some dubious stuff on there you know so do you just add songs to yeah. your playlist as you go along you don't create new new no. separate playlists i only have one playlist you have one playlist yeah. no way way no way way <laughs> wow that's quite impressive sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean how many years have you been using spotify i guess uh 
I don't know, I guess nine, ten? I, I think I was actually one of the first users. I remember my, my girlfriend told me about it and it was like when it was it was invite only. So I have one of the invites. Oh my gosh, you're so important. I'm so cool. How did you get an invite to early early Spotify? Well, that's how they started. So they started with a small group and when you had an invite, you could give an invite to a group okay, of people. So you knew people. You know, I knew people that knew people. You knew people that knew people and now you're the people. Now I'm the people. I'm. I feel privileged to know you. Well, you should. I've been telling you this for a long time. <laughs> okay, so you you so you just have this one playlist. So so when you have people over, for example, you have a, a party or you need to put on some music, w- would you go to that playlist? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess in a way, it's not strictly s- true that I have just one playlist. Okay. Other people okay. have kind of here, got into my Spotify and created... Well, the, there are some the other truth. playlists, but they're not ones that I would listen to by myself. So I have a couple of... You know, I might have one where I've picked out some songs from my master playlist, let's call it, and put it into one for, you know, like a house party or something or whatever. But when I'm listening to music myself at work, for example, I always do it off this one playlist. And Spotify have this new feature now that continues your playlist with recommendations. So once mm-hmm. you get to the end, it just continues to give yeah. you recommendations. How do you find that? I, I found it's very hit and miss. And, and a lot yeah. of the times it adds songs that I've already, I already have on other playlists yeah. or I've heard already. It is hit and miss, but I think in general it's, uh, it's a good idea um, because you don't have to stop what you're doing to uh, go back into your playlist. Unless you have to stop what you're doing to change the song because it's awful. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's happens. the danger. That's, that's the reality that's of the, the danger. situation. It's as dangerous as this balcony. Uh, I think more. I think more. Yeah, I mean, that's a bold statement. Um, so so you say you listen to music while you're at work. And where else would mm. you say you listen to music the most? Or how often or when? So I'd love to say when I exercise, but I don't really exercise. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I listen to music a lot of work. In fact, it helps me concentrate. Like, music is completely necessary for me to to concentrate get into the zone all of that bullcrap but that's more to avoid the people coming up to you and and asking you questions or you no, just need it to i, j- I just kind of need it yeah it just um it just it helps me focus yeah it helps me focus um i listen to music on the way to work on the way back from work i listen to music in bed sometimes i listen to music uh, at home um yeah, I, I just like listening to music. All the time. All the bloody time. All the bloody time. Yeah. Governor? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a moment to say governor. Hello, governor. Oh, <laughs> yes, now I have it on record. <laughs> they do say it, and by they, I mean the Brits. This is, uh, this is true. This is very true. Okay, uh, so we're, we're close to wrapping up here, unfortunately. But I do have... It's uh, very sad. It is very sad. Yeah. Uh, I do have a couple final questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know you, you love to sing along to songs. <laughs> sure. Uh, and you've told me before that you really annoyed when song... I've sent you a couple songs recently and you said they're too whiny or the, the singer's too whiny. But do you write songs off because of the lyrics? Do you consider the lyrics in songs or... Would you say it doesn't really matter either way? That's a very good question. Um, that is a good question. I would probably say no, actually. I think I'm almost lyric blind at the beginning. Yeah. And it's only when I start saying to people, oh, check out this amazing song. And they're like, yeah, but the lyrics are a bit crap, aren't they? And that's when I kind of analyze them. And I realize, well, actually, yeah, this song maybe on the face of it isn't actually that good. Uh, but something gets me at the beginning. Yeah. And that, that might be a tune. It might be... You know, it might be 
the rhythm or whatever it might be but yeah yeah i would say really at the beginning i'm i'm kind of lyric you're blind, blind. Yeah. i agree or you you kind of read into the lyrics what you what you want to yeah i think that's common uh i had i i actually just realized the other day i was listening to the song one of the songs i sent you that i really liked and then i realized the other day that in the song he says something about that the sandwich is expired and tesco stealing all his money <laughs> And I'm like, oh I mean, that my is a, god, that is a great, what am I listening to that right is a great now? Lyric. I, mean, <laughs> I wish I could write things like that. And what it am- was it was quite an emotional it sounded like an emotional semi dramatic yeah. song and then he's talking yeah. about Tesco stealing his money from sandwiches oh, that sounds are like off. a sad story. I mean Yeah, that I, I guess I guess that's pretty sad. Yeah, I mean one of my favorite uh, lyrics w- the lyrics that I always quote as my favorite ly- lyrics, when I tell people about it, the reaction is usually that it's pretty cheesy, but it's funny because although I see that, I really get it, I still really like it. I still really like the lyrics. Okay, so what, what is this lyric? So it's from uh, the Divine Comedy, um, Tonight We Fly, which I think is an amazing song. Again, very epic. And the lyric is, or the lyrics are, um, and if heaven doesn't exist, what will we have missed? For this life is the best we've ever had. Come on, that's good, right? Oh my God, Santa, that's, that's, good. that's heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenchingly beautiful. That That's, is beautiful. That puts things in perspective. Now you can get a tattoo of that on your arm. Too late. It's on my ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, so one final question. What is your go-to karaoke song? You didn't prepare me for this question. Just right now. First thing that comes to your head. What would you sing if I said, sing into this microphone right now? Uh, and you can feel free, cliche, to, feel, feel free to sing into it. <laughs> it's a cliche uh, Bohemian Rhapsody okay yeah that's pretty cliche it's cliche yeah but all the songs on a karaoke list are cliches well, so what can I do I mean there's a lot of songs on some karaoke lists yeah but who wants to go to a bar and spend three hours looking through a fucking menu of songs you know yeah I agree I agree alright so Bohemian Rhapsody yeah it's because it's fun yeah and again again is is an epic is an epic song right it has this kind of narrative to it I like songs with narratives and you, you like can really with a story. go for it I, I like songs with a story I think that's a good way to to summarize it Awesome perfect Well I think that's all the time we have today Sancho Don't don't tell me that Susie I'm sorry is there anything else you'd like to discuss uh, any burning burning desires of yours musically speaking <laughs> that you just can't you can't live without telling. I think we'll save it until series two. Series two. Okay. Yeah. Can I hold you to that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much, Sancha, for being here. I had a whale of a time. I, I too. You look extremely unenthused right now. <laughs> but um, It's because the show is ending. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's it for episode three. Tune in next week when I have another exciting guest. Bye!